I really truly believe that we were going to start 2022 off a little bit normal, a little bit normancy. I know we're still in a pandemic, but you always got to leave it up to the NFL to just, you know, bring you a little bit of everything that leaves your jaw on the floor. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts, man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. I swear, every time I feel like I do one of these podcasts, there's always the birds that are going off in the background that just have so much they want to say. I understand Sunday was an eyeful and jawful of just everything that you thought you wouldn't see from different defeats that took place that we didn't think would happen to basically some shocking walk-offs on the field to punching to it was a little bit of everything um but of course as you know before we jump in and get started on that kind of commentary today's episode is brought to you by the iced coffee that's in my cup i am just falling in love with this colombian brewed iced coffee that i purchased from one of the local grocery stores and let me just tell you it is delicious i'm learning now to pour the creamer in first and, you know, then pour my coffee on top of it and it gives a little bit of a slower mix. Every time I know y'all come here and y'all like, not only do I learn about the NFL, but not only do I hear some commentary, I also get to hear about Ashley's iced coffee and it never fails. I love sharing it with you all. And it's my niche. It's who I am. I love it. If you go on my Instagram page, you'll see I'm always posting every morning iced coffee. If I could travel the world and just try different types of iced coffee. I probably would. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into um, Sunday's shocking revelations of losses, wins, playoff berths, records, people who threw tantrums, all kinds of stuff that just happened. Um, I just want to say, you know, again, I love the game. These players go day in and day out doing what they love, putting their bodies and their minds through so much. So let's just keep that in mind as we continue to enjoy football and we get ready to slide into the playoffs. But of course, topic number one, I think y'all all know where I'm going with this. Antonio Brown quits during the game. I think that that's a really soft title. I think it was more so like Antonio Brown hop skips and jumps off the field during the game. I think that's a better title for this this particular topic. Um, you all know Antonio Brown, wide re- former former wide receiver for the Buccaneers. Um, they the Bucks faced off against the Jets. And what I thought was going to be a defeat because the Jets were just seeming like they were destroying the Bucks at first. Turn into a win for the Bucks, twenty-eight to twenty-four. Tom Brady coming through using some random targets. I mean, names you wouldn't even recognize. Guys from LSU. I think it was one player from LSU who's never played football before. He ran track. Who was one of the guys who scored the winning touchdown for them to take the game? So listen, I feel like Tom Brady's one of the people he can use anybody. Anybody can be blessed to win a title with Tom Brady if you really want it. It doesn't matter. You can be the lacrosse player. You could be the former quarterback on your college football team. You can be whatever position you played before. Heck, I told people that they go get some of these football players from the track and field and say, hey, you want to play football? And they come out there. Now you're catching passes from Tom Brady. But that wasn't really the highlight of the game. You thought it should be, but it wasn't. Because during the third quarter, into the third quarter, um, what 
a, a fan, if you go on, it's all over social media. You've probably seen it by now. If you're just now listening to this, you probably are all we are already aware of what I'm about to say. But a fan was recording a video of Antonio Brown seemingly taking off his pads, his like his football uniform on the sideline. Um, there was even um, some discussion that I guess one of the security thought it was a fan at first till they realized it was one of the players. Um, but he was taking off his pads. You saw Mike Evans, wide receiver for the Buccaneers, walk over. He was kind of lowering his hands like, hey, um, if you know nonverbals, that's usually a symbol for calm down, relax. It just seemed like he was trying to calm him down. I am not a body language expert, but I do know the universal sign for calm down. <laughs> and it's usually your two hands together. Like, let's take a beat. That's what Mike Evans was trying to do. Um, Antonio Brown didn't even respond. He kept taking off his pads. So he got them off. Then he started throwing parts of his uniform into the crowd. Then he like walks off. He takes off his shirt, throws it into the crowd, throws his gloves into the crowd. He basically kind of skips across the end zone. Mind you, the Bucks and the Jets are on the field about to basically make their next play. And then Antonio Brown starts doing jumping jacks with a peace sign and then jogs off like he just put on the best show of his life. Um, like this was a concert. That's kind of what it looked like. Now, um, that's just a, a, a visual picture of kind of what was going on. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion. I spent the last two days literally listening to every sports analyst, listening to every former player, every teammate of his kind of give their their two cents or their uh, opinion, if you will, or their thoughts, if you will, about their feelings towards AB, his behavior as of late, um, and what that means for him as a buck. Let's just look at it this way. I am not a mental health expert. I don't pretend to be. I am a big advocate for mental health. I always believe that your mental health should always come first. Um, a lot of the internal stuff that we fight it starts in our mind. So that's my two cents. So just so I can say that here. And these guys go through a lot. They're, they really do go through so much. And no matter what the actual cause was, there's a lot of speculation as to why he even left during the game. Some say um, Bruce Arians, the head coach for the Bucks, said that he turned him and told him to get in the game. And Tony Brown said, no, he turned and said, get in the game. And Tony Brown said, no. And then he told him to get out. Then if you're not going to play like apparently, I don't know all the exact words, but that's basically the, the a paraphrase, if you will, of what was said. Um, there's also from reliable sources from the sideline that said that he went up to Antonio Brown and Tom Brady because he felt some kind of way that Gronk was getting more targets than him. Um, I don't know if that's 100% true. Um, I told you, I went and listened to everything. And for the most part, everyone was saying the same thing. I, I'm a big component that if at least a good chunk, about 80% of your story is the same as the other 80% I've been hearing, that's the most consistent part. That's probably the most true part. Um, I really look at it from the perspective of everybody knows AB's career. It's a laundry list. We don't have enough time on this podcast to go through all his, uh, you know, uh, outbursts, um, behavioral stuff that we've seen from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Raiders, to the Patriots, to now being let go by the Bucks. Um, they haven't released him yet, but it's anticipated that they will. Um, I, I look at it from the perspective of you don't have to be a mental health expert to look at this situation and know something's not right. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. We all know something's not right. No matter what the issue was that made him upset, there's about five of the ways he could have handled that and he chose not to for whatever reason. I don't know what the backstory is. I don't know what his uh, how he grew up. I don't know any of that. 
all I know is that something's not right. And I pray that if there is additional help that is needed, which I anticipate there is, I pray that he gets it. Um, because this guy is a guy who went off the field, changed his clothes, didn't fly back with the team, of course. And then he catches an Uber into the city. And the next, you know, we see him sitting courtside at a, at a jet, a, a Nets game, a basketball game. So he, he, and dropped a mixtape, might I add, too, as well. So I, I mean, I'm just tossing out you can, you know, put together whatever you want to put together. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Bruce Arians already said he's not a buck anymore. So that career is done. But I know there was incentives that was mentioned for him. Um, and the, check this out. So to unlock um, multiple $333,333 bonuses. Yeah, I said basically 333 k multiples not just one bonus like three or four of them totaling up to about a million dollars i'm not the best at math but anything that looks like that you don't gotta be a rocket scientist to know that's over a million dollars at least maybe one point about one million he needed eight more catches 55 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown to unlock basically a million dollars in bonuses now, mind you, in the first quarter, he was targeted five times with three catches and 20-plus yards, not to mention he was targeted 15 times in the last Carolina game. Now, there's no telling that he probably would have reached that, if not 100% in this game, that pass maybe maybe the next game. The Bucks are going to the playoffs. There's so much potential there for him to get the incentive bonuses that's in his contract. The other question that um, I was watching Undisputed with Shannon Sharp, and I'm a big fan of that show, um, and I was watching Shannon Sharp and he said, why do you, he asked a really good question. Why, why does a wide receiver need that many incentives in their contract? And I was like, that's a really good question. I don't know a, a, a ton of other receivers who have this many incentive bonuses in their contract for every extra step they take. And usually when you do that, it's to help people stay focused on the game, help people want to play um, or to keep them in line. Not saying negative or positive. I'm just tossing out my thoughts and my perception. Um, So, you know, not to spend too long on this. I'm sure you all are aware, but I I really hope that this guy gets the help that he needs. I don't know what's next for him. I'm sure we'll continue to see more and hear more. Um, But the real question is now, what do the Bucks do? Because that was a big part of their offense since Chris Godwin went down with an ACL tear. Their offense is going to look massively different uh, in, as far as their strategy going into the playoffs. They're going to have to really rely heavily on their tight ends. They got three of them um, to really cover that center field because that's what they were using Antonio Brown for. He was the only he was the only one next to Chris Godwin. And you got Mike Evans still. Let's not forget about Pro Bowl and Mike Evans. But I think. Mike Evans is really good at making those catches, especially in the end zone or for those yardage. Chris Godwin was a heavy compliment of making the tough catches. And I think that's what they were using Antonio Brown for. Um, it was reported that he was having issues with his ankle, if you will. Um, he did say that his ankle was bothering him and that's why he didn't want to play. Allegedly, again, that's what was heard on the sideline. I don't know if that's 100% true, um, but he was out previous games because of his ankle. So put together, you know, do your investigative skills and put that together. Do what you will with that information. Now, I am not a teaser, nor will I ever say anything crazy out here. Just kidding. I've been savage on this podcast before. Uh, You know, just for my own knowledge, if your ankle hurts, should you be hop skipping and jumping all over the field to exit? I don't know. I'm just saying like I, it was the most wildest thing I've ever seen so far in the NFL. Um, 
they said, what was it, Vontae Davis, somebody who quit during halftime? And Tony Brown was like, "Effing, I'm going to quit in the middle of the quarter. Like, basically. Um, so, listen, I-, I wish him the best. I wish the Bucks the best. The Bucks still have playoff contingency. So, if you are a Bucks fan, do not give up on them. Trust me. Um, the- as long as they got Tom Brady, a win is still possible. I'm just going to say that. Leave it there. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, looking at surprising wins. I know, right? The wins you thought. I bet you predicted the Cowboys to win. You predicted Kansas City to win. And none of that happened. <laughs> none of it took place that way. I was just as shocked. Yeah, I'm just as shocked as you. You can't see my face, but I am shocked. Um, but, but, I want to say this for the record. So you know how I, I follow the NFL on um, Instagram. And they do the predictions. Like, you know, who are you going to choose? Who do you predict to win? And I chose the Bengals to win. I was really proud of myself to know that they did win. Um, because I said, oh, I, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I just feel like they pissed off Joe Burrow enough, and he's going to try to prove a point. And by George, he did. Um, the Bengals defeated the Chiefs 34-31, to um, clinching an AFC North title for the first time since 2015. This is a team that has struggled with getting back to the playoffs, struggled with really winning their division, struggled with a lot of things, and now they're just seeing a flow of consistency you have Mahomes throw for 259 yards with two touchdowns. Even Tyreek Hill surpassed Kelsey in um, number of receptions, 110 to 105. I think it's really cool when you got two talented people on your team. And then you just go back and forth as to who has the most receptions. But it was Burrow who came through. And I mean, and I'll get to the breakout star MVP of that game in my opinion. But Burrow threw for 446 yards, four touchdowns. Breaking another record, this is a guy who threw 500-plus yards in the last game. Now he's throwing 446 in this game. This guy in his arm, do you remember, if you go back and look at I think at listen to season one of this podcast, I predicted Joe Burrow was going to be the best thing that ever happened to the Bengals. I said it. I don't even have to lie to you. It's literally in the system on your podcast listening application. Anywhere. iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, Apple, it doesn't matter. I said it. I said it two years ago. So I just want for the record to people to know I predicted Joe Burrow was going to be the best thing that happened to the Bengals. And I was correct. And I even said that for after he tore his ACL and MCL. So just reminding you here on Not Your Average Cheerleader that I did predict that um, because I was paying very close attention. But the breakout star for that game was Jamar Chase. This guy, y'all. 266 yards, three touchdowns, 12 targets. He has broken the record, recording the most recording yards for a rookie in a single game. This guy, if there was a catch to be made, it was made. And Jamar Chase really just cemented a very good duo relationship. You know how there's always a quarterback and wide receiver duo. Um, and this is the Bengals. Burrow and, and Chase. Those two together, you're going to have to stop them for... Kansas City, it's Mahomes and Kelsey. Like, I, I can't help it enough. Now, for the Bucks, it used to be Brady and Gronk. It used to be Brady, I think, and even Godwin a little bit. I think it's Brady and everybody. I think he's one of the few quarterbacks that doesn't have, like, a set person he always re- relies on. I think he just has multiple people he's comfortable with. But these two on this team it just broke out, broke in, and basically defeated, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs in the last second with a field goal. We knew they were going to take a knee strategy at that point. But to be fair, I will say Kansas City's defense is what kind of really also helped lose that game because they had a lot of penalties called on them in the very 
And and that's the time where you don't want to make pen, you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to have penalties called on you that last second. They're on they're in the end zone at this point and you're giving them the ball back constantly, giving them every chance to score. And this is a team that showed you that they can score. So why would you risk putting the ball back in their hands again because of a holding call? Because of pass interference. Like, these are things that you should not be doing. And if that defense can't get their penalties under control, it will continue to cost Kansas City Chiefs games. And we're going into the playoffs where it's win or go home. So it's fine right now because, of course, you have your your playoff, you know, clinch. But at the end of the day, don't be facing someone like the Packers or whomever and you're making mistakes like that because it will cost you the entire game and you know who you are. You know which player you are because the camera zoom right in on your face and you just look like, oh my God, wait, me? Yes, you. Yes, you. You're the one who just wanted to hug him like this was Hug-A-Bear and a penalty was called. So there you go. There you have it. Then you also have the Cardinals. Yeah, you know I was going to get to the Cardinals. Y'all know how I feel about the Cardinals. I said this first season. Teams that I don't like. Cardinals is one of them. But I have to admit, I will always give respect where respect is due. And the Cardinals defeating the Cowboys 25-22. to 22. Kyler Murray came through. They always, listen, side note, they always get on Kyler Murray. They're like, he's the shortest. He's the smallest. He's just, you're not your normal quarterback. He can't see down, like, not like he can't see down the field. This is how they talk every time they talk about Kyler Murray. And I'm just like, give that guy a break. That guy can move. When he spins out of that pocket, he's about to make a play. And granted, yeah, he's he's not as tall as other QBs, but he can move faster than half of them. So, I, listen, he proved it the other day. 263 yards, 263 yards. I know that's hard to say. Two touchdowns. Together, him and Dak Prescott threw around the same. Dak Prescott threw for 226 yards and three touchdowns. They both had a passer rating of 105, give or take 0.3 and 0.5 after that. But these are two quarterbacks that are honestly, when it comes to performance, when they're at their their best, they 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 kind of play the same. It really came down to defense. It came down to penalties. It came down to a number of things. And I think that the Dallas Cowboys rely on their defense to take the ball away from the opposing offense and make a play and score. And I don't think that that was happening this game. And I think that when you rely so heavily on those particular performances that happen every week after week and they don't do it, those are points you lost. You you remember Dallas Cowboys were putting up 30 plus points, but a lot of that came from their defense and interceptions and scoring. So if your defense is not doing that and you're playing against a, a really decent, if not good offensive team, um, it's going to really be a close game. I didn't expect it to be too high. I think I predicted around like 20. I predicted some weird number. I know it was 20 something though. Um, and I, I had a feeling I was rooting for the Cardinals. So as you know, my, my dad is a Kansas city fan. My mom, not my mom. My dad is a Kansas city fan. My sister is a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I took the time to want to throw some shade their way. Cause my team is always losing. We'll get to the 49ers in a second. However, comma. I was nice enough to text them like, hey, I just want to say for the record that both your teams lost on Sunday. Mine won. And here's a video. And the video was like, you had a bad day. You take your one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. And it's a running joke we have in our family. Don't mock my singing. And <laughs> and I mean, I just, I cracked them up. My dad's like, see you in the playoffs. I was like, my dad is like the biggest competitor. And my sister just cracked up laughing because she knew that running joke that we have in our family. 
Um, but yeah, both teams are in the playoffs. We're going to see how they perform, what they learn. Go watch that tape. Um, go watch the reruns. It was really, really good. Now, getting to, there's so many random announcements that happened. Big Ben seemingly retiring. He said when he faced the Browns, this was going to be his last game in that stadium. Um, so, and I, I agree. What a heck of a career for Big Ben. Um, just part of a legacy at the Steelers, the team he started with, the team he ended with. Um, just such a, a long haul. It's interesting to see what the Steelers would do next for the quarterback position, but Big Ben retiring. I'm sure you were aware of that. It was kind of overshadowed by all the drama, including people punching people on other teams. Did y'all see Odell Beckham punch homeboy in the booty? Like, hit him in the booty. Like, I, I don't know if it was like an interception or whatever it was, but he like punched him in the booty. Go watch the, I'm telling you, go watch the Rams versus the Ra- Ravens game. That's what he did. He hit him in the thigh or the butt, whatever. It was on his lower area. And he punched him. And this other Ravens player had to come and like push Odell back. Lord, when I tell you, I thought 2022 is going to be normal. And the NFL was like, hold my beer. (laughs) And it's just not. But let's look at topic number three, playoff pictures, right? Let's look at more so who's in the hunt. We have 14 teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs. We have some teams that are in the hunt. They're like, hey, we are just pleading to get in on these playoffs because we we deserve to be there. You have the Colts who are nine and seven. They're second in the AFC South. You have the LA Chargers, who I honestly think has the best chance out of this lineup of making it to the playoffs seemingly. They're nine and seven. They're second in the AFC West. And then the 49ers, shockingly enough, my team, after all their injuries, quarterbacks, Jimmy G injured again. I literally posted on Twitter when they said, oh, Jimmy G is not going to play because he's injured. I said, what else is new? What else is new? He can't stay healthy. I'm telling you right now, if the 49ers let him go, he's he's probably going to be a backup on another team, if that, because he cannot stay healthy. You are no use to me if you can't stay healthy. And every time he'll play for like two, three games, then he's out. Play for one game, out. Play for two games, out. It's just a, go back and look at the last three seasons. And I think when they made it to the Super Bowl was the first time that, honestly, Jimmy G probably completed, almost darn near completed a season. Since then, he has not. So... You have the 49ers who are 9-7. and seven. They're third in the NFC West. These are the three teams that are in the hunt. And I will still say I predict that the LA Chargers will probably perform the best out of all of them depending on what happens next. They had a great win against the team they just played on Sunday. Um, but let's look at the 49ers because the 49ers also won. They defeated the Texans 23-7. to It was looking iffy at first. I'm not going to lie to you because we were going in the second quarter and hadn't scored yet. But Trey Lance started this time um, while Jimmy G on the sidelines. Um, Trey Lance started 269 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. I mean, there was one part where Debo Samuel was wide open and Trey Lance found him, and he was like, I'm just going to jog this in there. And that's exactly what happened. Kittle making just the most outlandish catches I see someone make. You're like, that should have never been caught, and Kittle caught it. I, I don't understand how he does it. It's a magical thing to watch. Go watch the the highlights of that game. It wasn't anything too special, but Trey Lance went out there and he understood the assignment and he performed. Um, So keep your eye out. I honestly still think that there's so many teams that have a great chance. I'm not going to predict Super Bowl contenders until after this Sunday. Next week's episode, I will go into predictions, like deep predictions, who I think is going to be there. And y'all know me, I was doing great this whole season, and majority of the time I was right. So (laughs) hang with me. It's going to get interesting. The drama probably will continue, and we're going to always talk about football here. As I want to say, the start of 2022, whatever your goals, whatever your focuses are, whatever you 
want to do to make a better version of yourself or build on the version you are already in process, in motion of creating, um, being a better you, I say go for it, whether it be build a vision board, whether it be just, you know, setting one goal at a time, whether it be finishing school, whether it be getting promoted at work, whether it be getting in shape and getting healthier, whether it be anything, you can literally do anything in this life that you set your mind to. Don't give up. Keep keep driving it home. Keep working hard. Start this year off strong. Make your changes and adjustments. Reassess. Look at yourself three months from now, six months from now. Am I on my way there? If not, make the changes. That's why we plan in pencil and not pen. You can erase as you go and edit as you go. That's the beauty about life. So definitely let's jump into 2022 strong, finish out this season strong, have us a good time while we do it. Again, stay safe out there, social distance, stay healthy. All right. I love you all. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.